Well, good morning. And I'm once again excited to be here with you and share some impact points concerning the Word of God. Oh, it's such a beautiful day. And I see that there are those that are already joined us. Oh, get a reminder. I'm on here at 5 a.m. in the morning, coming to release an early morning dew um, to release the Word of God in your life. Amen. What a beautiful day. It's chilly here in Arizona, but that's okay. The warmth of the fire of the Holy Spirit will keep you warm with the promises of God. Um, I'm going to release a word to you today, something that the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit. I'm still talking about the promises, but this will, um, I believe, take us to a whole nother level and understanding the word of God. So I want you to let someone know that I'm on live coming from Mighty Wind Broadcasting Network and of course, Facebook Live. So share this message with your family, your friends, and yes, your foes. And let's see what God has for us. Go get your Bible, your paper, and your pencils, amen. And take some notes and let us see what God has for us. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just praise you and I thank you for your revealing of your word. I thank you that we have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. I thank you that we have no other God but you, for you are a living God. And Father, we just praise you and we thank you. We give you the glory and we give you the honor. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. I will be right back. to bring a word with to you. Let me know where you're tapping in from. I see that there are those that are on the line with me this morning, and I'm excited. I don't take it for granted when you get up early in the morning and you tap in to see what God has to say. And so um, I woke up this morning with a word in my spirit, and that was unpacking. And so we want to unpack the word of God. It is full of gems and treasures for those that have an ear to hear. And you said, we all have ears, um, but do you have spiritual ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying? And so I trust that you do, and we're going to get into the word. Um, I just want to um, share with you just briefly what we talked about yesterday, and that was being on the move and how faith comes regardless of how we feel. And so we know that we walk by faith. Walking is a, is a movement. Um, it's, it talks about running the race. That is a movement. You know, when we stand, we have to get in the position of standing. So our faith is on the move. And so we want to walk by faith and not by sight. 
We don't operate by our senses, but we operate in faith. Amen. And so God has some, some word for you that I truly will believe that will bless you. Please let me know where you're tapping in from. Um, give me some thumbs up. Let me know that you are here with me. I am so excited today. Um, and so we want to make sure that we are on the move with the spirit of the living God. If God gives you something to do, you want to be in the posture of movement. You don't want to stand still because we know if we stand still, my God, then we become stagnant and we don't want to become stagnant. We want to be moving. We want to have a freshness of the word of God. I remember someone saying, um, I believe it was Doc Murdoch, is that he always has some type of water running or fountain of water running in his household um, to just signify the movement that is taking place. Well, we know that through the movement of water, there are sound waves. And so sound waves create movement in our house. Amen. And so we want to release the word of God today to create the movement of sound in our life and in our homes. Amen. God is so good. I, I, I'm excited about what God is doing. I want to um, just piggyback on what we talked about yesterday in Galatians 3, 22 through 27. It says, but the scriptures have confined all under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Are you a believer? But I'm telling you that we have to mature and come out of the position of move uh, of believing and move into a position of knowing. Now, I'm not contradicting the word of God, but it's time for us to mature in the things of God. Now, I believe, I believe, but we want to move into a position of I know that I know that I know that what God says is real and is true in my life. And verse 23, it says, um, but faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Um, that's still 22, 23. But before faith comes, remember I said faith is a movement. Before faith comes, we are kept under guard by the law. Kept under guard, guard by the law. Keep for the faith. Kept for the faith, which brings which would afterwards be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor. The law was your tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. My God, verse 25, but after faith comes, after faith comes, when we're talking about this movement, we are no longer under a tutor. My God, verse 26, for you are all sons of God through Christ, Jesus 27, for as many of you uh, as were baptized in Christ, you have put on Christ, my God, baptized in him and put on Christ, baptize him. You know, baptizing is not sprinkling of water, my God. Baptizing is being fully immersed in the water. And when you get immersed in the water, thank you, Holy Spirit, there is movement. That water is not stagnant. There is movement. 
signifying the Holy Spirit moving in your life. Well, as I said, the Spirit of the Lord dropped in my spirit this morning, um, unpacking the Word of God. And I took me to the scripture in Hebrew 5 um, and verse 12. And I, I want you to make note of this. Write this down. Um, if you have a Bible and you can't write in it, get rid of it, get a new one, amen. Highlight it, circle it, whatever it is that you need to do. And it says, for when the time you ought to be teachers, you need that one teach you again, which be the first principle. And the first principle is the first thing. That's the most important thing of the oracles of God and are become such as having need of milk and not strong meat, having milk and not strong meat. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I saw in the spirit a, um, a milk jug, um, like the back in the 50s when the milkman would come in and bring milk and set it at your door. Now we can go into the marketplace and get milk, but the milkman, would bring milk to our doors and leave it at at our doors is what I saw in the spirit. And so it says, um, it says we have need of milk and not strong milk of strong meat. Now a young child cannot eat meat, but an adult can eat drink milk and eat meat. But let me tell you, if you're a meat eater, there's nothing more pleasurable than a fried steak you know, um, porterhouse steak, a T-bone steak, but a child cannot just just um, um, digest strong meat, okay? And so we have to learn how to um, be able to, to maneuver in that. And so when I think about strong meat, I think about being able to discern good from evil. Are you able to discern the word of God? As there are some Christians, even though they've been in church for 20, 30 years, you know, are still not mature in discerning what is good from right. And that's because they don't study the word of God. And we have to get in the word and study the word. And so let's go on down to um, verse 13. And it says, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful. Are you still using milk? Are you depending on others to break it down, down or deliver and bring the milk to you? Oh, amen. Um, use of milk is unskillful, skillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. And God wants us to grow up. He wants us to mature in the things of God. But strong meat belongs to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have the sense, your senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now I've talked about being able to exercise your faith. And so you have to exercise your faith as a new believer, even as one who's been in the body of Christ for years and not necessarily take everything that someone says, oh, that is so good. You get a hold of a book, oh, wow, that is so powerful because you've never heard it before. But are you able to discern? Are you able to discern the good 
from the even you suppose it's a Christian writer, it's got to be good. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, as a teacher, and I taught um, English 102, which is the one of the basic English classes, and when they had to do research, and in doing the research, um, there were certain um, sources that would, are not permitted. And even when I was in the university, um, teaching in the university, and as a student in the university, um, there were certain um, commentaries that I was not able to use because they had not been validated. They had not been confirmed. And the rule of thumb was if you get 10 sources and seven of them say the same thing, but three of them, you know, kind of buffle, you know, what the seven say, then you go with the seven because there's been a consensus. The majority said that this is true, but I'm going to say that's not, that's not so. Because when you operate in discernment, you have to dig deeper. You have to allow he, him, Holy Spirit to be the filter for you and, and find out the truth. And when you find out the truth by the Holy Spirit, and remember I said it's like an onion. I'm peeling an onion. There are many layers to an onion. And you get down to the bottom of the onion, there's a root. <laughs> there is a root in the bottom or in the center core of that onion. And remember this scripture, you know, but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. That's not full age that you're 70, 80, 90 years old, but you're full age. You are mature in the things of God. You are mature in the spirit of the living God. So you can't take what 10 people say and leave the other three out because they just might be right. The consensus is with them. And so you have to dig deeper. That means to unpack the word of God. Believe God for the revelation for yourself. You know, you go with the crowd. The crowd is not always right. And sometimes you're going to buck up against the crowd. But you got to be able to stand flat-footed and believe and trust the filter of the Holy Spirit. What does discernment really mean? Discernment is being able to discern that which is good and that which is evil. And so are you able to truly, truly discern and stand up on that gift that God has given to you? Wow, this is really good. Look, if this is being a blessing to you, I make comments, write down these scriptures, especially Hebrew 5, 12 and um, through 14. I'm going to read this again because I want you to unpack this when you in your own devotional time. If you don't have anything else today to do today, I want you to unpack this and ask God to help you to be able to discern. You know, we go to these churches, we're, we're flabbergasted by what they have in their churches and the activities and the things that they lure people in. Remember, if you're catching fish, you have to have bait. Oh, my God, my God. Oh, my God. You have to have bait. What bait are you using to lure these fish in? To do what? To kill them? To eat them? You know, for what? And so you have to use bait. What bait is being used? And you have to make sure that you're using the right type of bait 
to lure people in. And you got churches today, you know, they're going to give you some donuts, they're going to give you some crackers, and, and they're going to teach everything. They're going to teach a half truth. They're not going to teach the full truth of the word of God. They're not going to talk about he, him, Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. They're not going to talk about the moral sins that's easily set before individuals. They're going to give half truth. They're going to um, have all kind of activities that say, come here, come here. But is the spirit of discernment, my God, operating in your life? And it's not operating. You need to sequester the, the Holy Spirit and say, fine tune me. Allow me to operate in discernment so that I could understand good from evil. I remember when I first got saved and I actually told God, I said, look, I don't want to serve you if I have to be deceived because I knew Growing up, there were so many different churches and so many different teachings that I didn't want to be deceived. I wanted to walk in the spirit of truth. And I believe thus far that, I've, yes, I've, I've had tutors, I, I've learned, I've gone through the process, but I have to believe in the request that I ask God. I don't want to serve you if I have to be, if I have to be diseased. I'm just... Um, Deceived. Let me get it right. I have to be deceived. And I don't want any of you to be deceived. And so, yes, we have to walk by faith and not by sight. But we have to mature and grow up in the things of God. So let me read this to you again. For when, for when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need to be taught again. Notice I said be taught again. Be taught again. Some of the things that I teach, I teach in simplicity for those that need to be taught again. And, and then there are babes. I, don't, I know that I'm not speaking just to mature Christians because I've said many times, if you've heard this before and you think you don't need it, share it with somebody else because they may need it. But sometimes we need to be taught again because we have allowed the word of God to slip in our lives. My God. I hope that you are getting this. I hope that this is a blessing to you. And let me start over again. For when on the time you ought to be teachers, you have need, you have need that one teach you again by the first principle. What's the first principle? The things that happened in the Garden of Eden where Adam and Eve, when they sinned and they thought that they could cover themselves. And let me tell you, you cannot cover yourself in the midst of sin. It will take the blood of Jesus. It will take you to accept Christ for who he is to cover you in the midst of your sin, that you have need to be taught again, which is the first principles of the oracle God and are become such as need of milk. We don't want milk. We want the meat of the word of God. Now, as I said, adults can drink milk because it will help you to digest. It will break, the em break down the enzymes of the meat that you are eating. It will help you to digest it a lot more. And you said, well, what is the strong, the strong meat? Not just meat, but strong meat, you know, of the word of God. It means truth um, that you are revealing that some people may not want to accept it. You know, like 
God made man for, for woman and woman for man. Amen. He didn't make the same sex for the same sex to, to get together. They can't come together and have children. Okay. And, and so um, strong meat um, comes up against those that are living in fornication and adultery. You know, in some of our society, it's okay to do that. No, it's not okay. And so we have to not be afraid of their faces and teach truth to those that are listening to you. Amen. For when we have time, um, time, you ought to be teachers. You have needs that one teach you again, which is the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have a need of milk and not strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful. We're un you're considered to be unskillful if you have if you're drinking meat. I mean drinking milk, not drinking meat. Whoa. Okay. Um, but for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of God of righteousness. We want to become skillful. You know, you can um go to school and you can learn one thing, but you want to become skillful in your writing. You want to become skillful in learning how to fix cars. You want to be skillful in your teaching. And how do you do that? By studying the word of God, getting in and digesting and asking God for revelation. And sometimes that will go up against the, um, the majority and you're in the minority. But if you're in the minority, there's one thing, just like the three Hebrew boys that was in the fiery furnace, guess what? Christ was in there with them, my God. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Guess what? Um, Adam and Eve, Adam came here as a full adult. He didn't come as a babe, but guess what? Christ came as a babe. And there's a scripture that talks about how Jesus grew in stature and maturity. And guess what? We need to become mature. He is our perfect example. How is he our perfect example? We see what he did. He studied the word of God and he went into the temple and taught those who believed they were mature in the scriptures, okay? And so it doesn't matter how young you are, you know, it doesn't matter how, how seasoned you are, you can still mature in the word of God, going down to verse 14. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, full maturity, even those who by the reason of use have their senses exercised to discern. You want your senses exercised, your spiritual senses exercised so that you can discern good from both, from good and evil. You want to be able to discern both good from evil. Everything that you're hearing out there is not always good. And the only way you're going to be able to discern it is to have the gift of discernment. God, the, God gave us a gift of discernment for us to, to know what is right and what is wrong. We don't need a tutor. We have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come. He is the filter that's in our life that will filter out that which is not right. Amen? And so I'll leave you with this, and I will be back tomorrow to finish unpacking this particular scripture. Amen. 
And um, going back to 14, um, but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. Are you of full age? And guess what? Some people say, well, who do you think you are? I remember when I first got saved and there was a young lady that I would go. I wasn't working at the time. I had my children and I would go up to her place and, and we would open up the word of God and we would read the word of God. And um, I would try to tell her about being filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And she resented me because I was trying to share truth with her. And um, I mean, she became very upset and very angry. Well, I'm not a spirit. And um, I don't remember all of what she said, but she was very upset with me. And I didn't see her for about two weeks because she was very upset because I was trying to share the word with her. And um, she finally came to my house and knocked on the door. And I, of course, I invited her in. And I asked her how she was doing. And she said, you know, I just came to apologize and to tell you some things transpired in my life. And I resented the fact that you were so much younger than me and that I had been in the Lord for years, but I didn't have this truth. I didn't have this revelation. And so when she came to a reality and the gift of discernment became functionable in her life, she came and revealed, I got it now. I got it now. So it doesn't matter how, how seasoned you are, how old or what year you are in your autumn year, does not exempt you from learning from someone who is younger. Remember the word of God says a young child shall lead the way. And there are young children that will lead the way. I remember when my oldest son, um, we were in the car singing and rejoicing and, and just praising God. And he gave me a word and said, mom, he said, the spirit of the Lord just gave me a word. I said, oh, what was it? He said, he who has wisdom has. Now that was a young child. And some people wouldn't have respected what he said because he was so young. It doesn't matter. If it's a young child that comes with a word that will make the light bulb go on, to make you go, wow, you know, receive it. Allow the gift of discernment to function in your life and receive, I heard this too, eat the meat off the bone. And let me tell you, I ate the meat off of that bone. He who has wisdom has. Amen. God is so good. I trust that this has been a blessing to you. Um, I will come back tomorrow and we will continue to unpack the word of God and um, share this word with those um, that you know, and we will believe and trust God for further revelation. All right. God bless.